0: The Sacramento Kings regular season schedule is out and while the NBA is finally showing the Kings some national TV love The schedule makers have handed the Kings one of the hardest schedules in the NBA We'll break it down right here on Locked on Kings You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time for another episode of Lock on King. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all off season long. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports reporter and producer for ABC10 News. And I'm always buzzed when the schedule drops, right? How could you not be? We know when the Sacramento Kings are playing. We know what nights. We know who they're going to be playing. Against We can start to pick uh, pick apart this schedule and map out the Kings' return to the playoffs and their road to a championship. We do it every year. It's so much fun. But the reality is, in about an hour or so, this buzz is going to wear off. And maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, the buzz has already worn off. Why? Because you look at the Kings' home opener, or you look at the first game of the regular season for the Sacramento Kings, and it's on October 25th, over two months from now. Ugh. Oh, it's still so far away. But you know what? At least we have a schedule. We can break it down. We can forget about the dates for a little bit and just look at the games. It'll be here before we know it. And I'm telling you, man, the Kings are Opening up this season with a bang plus the introduction uh, of the NBA in-season tournament. They couldn't name it anything better than that, so it's just NBA in-season tournament. Uh, We're going to break down for you the back-to-backs, the national TV love that the Kings are getting, why the Sacramento Kings have One of the hardest schedules in the NBA and the hardest schedule out of every single playoff team last season. There's a lot to talk about, so let's dive into this. I mentioned the hot start that the Sacramento Kings get off to. It's not necessarily their season opener. They open up the season on October 25th on the road against the Utah Jazz. Hopefully that's a win for the Kings, right? Hopefully they can handle their business because... After that, they return home for two games, and those first two games are massive for the Kings. How about Kings and Warriors? The playoff rematch part one happens on Friday, October 27th. That is the Kings' home opener. And then that Sunday, the Los Angeles Lakers are in town on the 29th. So the first two home games for the Sacramento Kings, are Warriors and Lakers, the two biggest rivals that this Kings team has back-to-back, well, not back-to-back nights, but back-to-back games right after one another here to start the season going. The Kings will play the Warriors three times and the Lakers two times before we even get to December. Now, last season, the Kings and Warriors played each other three times in the first like 25 or 26 games, something like that. This time, it's like two times in the first 31 or 32 games. Either way, it's Kings and Warriors and Kings-Lakers a lot right out of the gate. I don't know if there are advantages or disadvantages to that. I think there's mainly advantages for a team like the Sacramento Kings, especially against the Golden State Warriors, who even though they're relatively established, right, they're going to be implementing Chris Paul. They obviously have aspirations, as do the Lakers, of of thinking long-term in theory, both teams will be close to their healthiest because they haven't played too many games early on. But again, both these teams are mapping themselves out for deep playoff runs. So if the Kings can jump on both of these teams early, then they're in really, really good shape. Now the Kings themselves are also eyeballing a potential deep playoff run this year. Uh, So I don't know how ready or how prepared necessarily they're going to be. I think that's more of a talking point for the Kings with the NBA in season tournament, which begins in November, than it is with these games against the Warriors Lakers. You best believe that home opener against the Warriors, the Sacramento Kings are going to come out ready to kick some ass. And you best believe that the NBA made the right decision by putting the first matchup between those two teams in Sacramento. Number one, because the Kings are the better team and they deserve it. And number two, is that atmosphere is second to none, right? We're going to have a, a, a NBA playoff atmosphere to open up the season inside the golden one center on October 27th. So Kings warriors three times Kings Lakers two times before December, but here's where the schedule starts to get a little difficult for the Kings. Well, it's, it's difficult right out of the gate period, but 10 of the Kings first 15 games are on the road. That includes a six Game road trip from November fifteenth, my mom's birthday, to November twenty fourth. Those six games are against the Lakers, the Spurs, the Mavericks, the Pelicans twice, and the Timberwolves. Five of those teams, five of those teams are potential playoff teams in the Western Conference. Sorry, San Antonio, like you're the you're the odd team out, and you still have Victor Wembanyama, and you have a a bright future ahead of you. And the Spurs on the road are never a pushover, despite how bad. Uh, they are projected to be this season, how bad they were last season. But Lakers, Spurs, Mavs, Pelicans twice, T-Wolves on a six-game road trip right out of the gate or very early on in the season. And to make matters worse, what is the first home game back after that six-game trip? It's the Golden State Warriors. Now, thankfully, it's the Golden State Warriors after multiple days rest, and that's actually the final game uh, of the group stage of the uh, play-in tournament, or rather, excuse me, the NBA in-season tournament. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later on. Speaking of road trips, the Kings' longest road trip is a seven-game trip from January 25th through February 5th. Another brutal trip for the Kings that starts with the Warriors, then the Mavs, then the Memphis Grizzlies, then the Miami Heat, Indiana paper, uh, Pacers, Chicago Bulls, and Cleveland Cavaliers. That is their longest road trip of the season, again, from January 25th through February 5th. Now, the good news is the Kings do have two long homestands. Both of them are six-game homestands. The first is in December, so if you're looking to get uh, early Christmas presents for people, and this is your chance. From December 14th through December 23rd, the Kings will play the Thunder, the Jazz, the Wizards, the Celtics, the Suns, and the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, no Christmas Day game for the Kings. As we know, that might be a good thing for some people. On or their second six game homestand is in March, March 7th through the 18th. They have the Spurs, the Rockets, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Knicks, and the Grizzlies. That is a homestand right there. Uh, Actually, both these homestands are where the Sacramento Kings need to really pick up a lot of wins. I'm hoping for four out of six minimum. Uh, in both of those home stands. All right, now let's get into the difficulty of the Sacramento Kings schedule. The Kings have 15 back-to-backs this season, which is tied for the most with the Clippers, Warriors, Bulls, and Jazz. Now, before you go too crazy about this and go, see, the NBA is always screwing the Kings over with back-to-backs. The teams with the fewest back-to-backs have 13. So it's only two more back-to-backs than uh, than the the teams with the fewest, only one more back-to-back than most of the teams in the NBA this season. So it's not a massive difference between the two. In fact, there actually are some things going in the Sacramento Kings' favor. The Kings do have the most rest advantage, rather the second most rest advantage games uh, this season. They have 15 games with the bigger rest advantage, which means they haven't played the night before and their opponent has. 15 games with the rest advantage and only 12 games with the rest disadvantage. There's only one team in the league with more rest advantage games than the Kings. That's the Boston Celtics. The Grizzlies also have the same amount of rest advantage games. And there's only one team with fewer rest disadvantage games than the Kings are. That's the Magic with, uh, with 11. So in terms of rest advantage, disadvantage, it kind of counters or balances out uh, the back-to-backs in a lot of ways. However, this is all according uh, to a, uh, a site called Positive Residual. They do a great job. You should go and check it out and they bra- like break down the difficulty schedule, back-to-backs, rest advantages. Uh, they, they break down like travel and things like that and, and basically compile it all into a strength of schedule Score. And unfortunately for the Sacramento Kings, the Kings have the third most difficult schedule in the NBA. They have the most difficult schedule of all playoff teams last season and all projected playoff teams this year. The second and third most, or rather, the first and second most difficult schedules are two bad teams in the West, the Houston Rockets and the, uh, the the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs technically have the most difficult schedule in the league. The Rockets have the second most difficult schedule. The, the Lakers do have the fourth most difficult schedule. The Warriors do have the sixth most difficult schedule. The Nuggets, Jazz, and Celtics all have the easiest schedules in the NBA. All right, let's talk about the... National TV breakdown. This is something that we were hoping the Kings would get more love. We were hoping the Kings would get more national TV love this year. And boy, have they ever. How about five games on ESPN? That's the Warriors at the Lakers at the Spurs at the Clippers. And then finally home versus the Lakers. Six games on TNT versus the Warriors at the Warriors at the Suns versus the Mavs versus the Clippers and versus the Pelicans. And then if you count these 11 NBA TV games at home versus the Cavs, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Celtics, the Hawks, the Heat, the 76ers, the Mavericks at the Boston Celtics, and then at home versus the Suns. But really, it's the ESPN and TNT games that we care about. And the Kings got 11, 11 ESPN NTNT games that is huge for this Kings team that has had to scratch and claw to get one of them over the last handful of seasons. They had only two of them last year and one of them was flexed in. If I if I remember correctly, the Kings the the first one the Kings Nets game was initially scheduled if I remember correctly, but the Kings Knicks game was flexed in later on in the season. The Kings got two national TV games last year they have 11 this season. Now, it doesn't surprise me. It's a bit unfortunate how many of them are against Pacific Division teams. Doesn't surprise me though. 3 of the Kings' 4 meetings against the Warriors are either on TNT or ESPN. 3 of the uh, or rather 2 of the Kings' 4 meetings with the Lakers are on ESPN. And then the Kings meet the uh the, we'll have a, a two games on national TV against the Clippers, one on ESPN, one on TNT. They have no games against against Eastern Conference opponents on national TV this year after having both of their games against New York teams uh, last season. I don't know how you necessarily feel about that. I would have liked to see maybe a little more variety, but ultimately national TV games are not for us. National TV games are for the national audience and the national audience is going to want to tune in to see the Kings playing some of the top teams and a lot of the top teams happen to be in the Pacific Division, which is the best division in basketball. So I want to hear from you. The schedule is out right now. I've tweeted it out all these notes I've put out there. You can go and check it out. What do you think of this Kings schedule? Are you upset that the Kings have 15 back-to-backs and that they have the one of the most difficult schedules? Are you, what are you excited about? Like, what are you looking at as like the best part or worst part of the schedule uh, for the Kings? They certainly have some stretches. Uh, where they can really do some damage. They have, like we mentioned, some really long road trips that are not uh, necessarily going to be easy. Again, the amount of road games that the Kings have to start this season, 10 of the first 15 games being on the road is pretty intense. But if the Kings can come out of those first 15 games and be two, three, four games above 500, that would be phenomenal for this Kings team. Uh, So they're going to be put to the test right away we'll break this down and go into this more in a future episode of locked on kings this is more just a schedule overview episode but let me know how you're feeling about this king schedule Uh, you can reach me on twitter at matt george sack email me matt george sports gmail.com and if you're watching on youtube like so many of you are let's start talking about it let's break the schedule down in the youtube comment section down below. Like I mentioned, today's episode of the Lockdown Kings podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Now that the NBA schedule is out, we're going to start to see more future bets and fun bets on FanDuel. So keep an eye out for that. But football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you a chance to win all season long. I'm not just talking about the best lines that you'll find out there game by game, week by week, including fun side bets and prop bets. I'm talking about if you bet on a Super Bowl champion right now. So do the smart thing. Bet on the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Even if they don't win, FanDuel will give you free bonus bets every time the Niners win over the course of the regular season. The Niners are going to win a lot of games. Even if they don't win the Super Bowl, they're going to win a lot of games. I'm talking like 12 plus games they're going to win this season. That's 12 plus games free bets, bonus bets that you will get to make even more money by betting on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more on FanDuel. Let your Super Bowl champion or Super Bowl projected champion make you money all season long. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. All right, let's talk about the uh, schedule breakdown for the in-season tournament. Now, And I'm going to share with you in a little bit why I feel the in-season tournament is actually going to be a a total success for the NBA. Like I said, the name NBA in-season tournament is pretty lame. I've I've seen rumors and heard about the possibility of the NBA naming it after, like, uh, former Commissioner uh, Stern, David Stern, which would be pretty cool, I guess. And I think, I guess they're waiting to see if this uh, tournament, like, clicks before they do that. But, if they don't, they need to change it to something. Like it needs it it can't just be NBA in season uh, tournament because it's that's lame. That's boring, right? But the tournament itself, I actually don't think is going to be boring. I think it's going to be very exciting because there's really no there's no risk to it. There's no like it doesn't take so much away from the regular season to where it's a distraction, right? There's only, like one extra game added on for teams who make it all the way to the championship everybody else is playing a normal 82 game schedule but here's how the NBA tournament schedule in season tournament schedule breaks down for the Kings they their group stage they will play the Oklahoma City Thunder on November 10th that is their first group stage game then they will play the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio on the 17th they will play the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota on the 24th, and then wrap up their group play home against the Golden State Warriors on November 28th. Now, a reminder, all of these games count towards the regular season. So the Kings want to win these games anyway, just like they want to win any regular season game. If they lose them, it does count towards their regular season, but it, it i mean—it doesn't have any major massive effect one way or another. The Kings are going to try and win these games no matter what. If they end up winning all four of these games, great. If they move on to the group stage uh, or rather the knockout rounds, that's great. The knockout rounds happen from December 4th uh, through the 9th. It's December 4th, 5th, 7th, and 9th are knockout round games. So opponents are to be determined based off of how the group stage um, shapes out. December 6th and 8th, within that knockout round period, December 6th and 8th will actually be regular season games. So let's say the Kings make it out of the tournament. Uh, they make it out of their group, right? They win their group and they play the uh, Boston Celtics who win their group on December 4th. Then they play the... Uh, Philadelphia 76ers on December 6th, that December 6th 76ers game is just a regular season game. It has no impact on their knockout rounds. All these opponents are to be determined just like their opponents, um, for the opponents for the rounds in Las Vegas, the semifinals and the finals rounds and everything like that. So, and the knockout rounds will be in the the home team will be whichever team I guess had the better group record. We'll see how all that works out. That's going to be kind of the confusing convoluted part of how they figure out seeding and stuff like that and how they make sure everybody has a balanced amount of games and how these regular season games work and all that like that. Those uh, opponents like haven't been announced yet. So even the December 6th and December 8th regular season games we don't know who the Kings will play in those regular games at this point in time. We have no idea if they're going to be home, no idea if they're going to be on the road. So those we'll have to wait and see. Those are the two, we know 80 games. Those are the two games that are to be determined. uh, And we will eventually find out. I think truthfully, I think this NBA tournament is going to be a total success. Again, it it does not take away that much from the regular season at all. It just adds kind of a little bit of flash and flair to it. It adds a reason for, I guess, more fans to be invested in November, kind of earlier on in the season, which to Kings fans, that's not that big of a deal, right? We're not too worried about being invested. We're invested all year long, for God's sake. But I think where the tournament is really going to be at its best and going to be its strongest is for... Teams like the Spurs, teams like the Rockets, teams that aren't necessarily expected to do well in the regular season, teams that aren't necessarily expected to make the playoffs or make any kind of deep playoff run. Like what's so much fun about in-season tournaments in soccer, like the FA Cup in England or like the U.S. Open Cup here in the United States are the Cinderella stories, right? The Sacramento Republic FC, USL team here in Sacramento was the Cinderella story last season. They made it all the way to the final and lost to Orlando, but they beat multiple MLS teams in order to get that far. Like that, it was a really, really fun run that mattered a lot more, of course, to Sacramento and to the Republic than it did to most of the MLS teams because they were worried about like their... um, they were worried about their regular season. They were worried about their championships and playoff runs and things like that. And where those cups are different or tournaments are different from this NBA tournament is that those don't count towards the regular season. These actually do. But I think in this case, because all these teams are NBA teams, regardless, they're not adding in G league teams. They're not adding in different teams from like around the world or around the country because they're all NBA teams. Anyway, it makes sense to have these be regular season games. And it also doesn't decrease the incentive or add on top of the low. Like imagine if these weren't regular season games, right? Imagine if the Kings or let's say the nuggets defending champs are hoping to get back there and win again, or the Suns, who are literally built to only win championships. Let's say, imagine they were scheduled to play 82 games and then they were scheduled to play an extra four games on top of that for this tournament. They would slack off those four games or not give a damn about those four games or care less about certain regular season games because, again, they're they're focused on a deep playoff run. They're thinking about playing in June. They're not worried about an in-season tournament that is just for money, or they're not worried about regular season games in the middle of November or, or October or even December because their sights are set on four or five months from then. So that would make it even worse. In this case, I think it's great because there's still incentive for the top teams to want to play and want to win as usual. And there's incentive for the lower end teams to want to, to have something to really play for. This is their opportunity to really make a name for themselves. that happens early on in the season, which is better than later in the season they can, while sure tanking is still a thing and teams are going to worry about draft picks and, and where they end up in and the lottery and something and, and stuff like that. Like players have an opportunity to play on a stage in Vegas or play on national TV. If they go that far, they can upset big teams because these are single elimination games. Unlike in the playoffs, of course, which is a best of seven and to see Cinderella stories, it just does not happen very often, obviously. So, I think the NBA in-season tournament is going to be a total success. I'm very excited about it. I think for the most part, while people might roll their eyes at it because it's new and it's different, it's not that different. It is new. It's not that different. I think all most eyes are going to be on the tournament uh, championship games and, and semifinals and finals games in Vegas even if your team's not in there just because, again, it's new, it's different, and it's still going to be, I think, high-quality basketball with your chance uh, for Cinderella stories and things like that. So to me, I think the tournament's a great thing. I'm very excited about it, uh, and I want to know how you're feeling about it. So let me know. Uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, hit me in the comment section down below. Uh, hit me up on Twitter as well, or X as it's called now. Uh, you can reach me there, at Matt George Sack, And then anybody who wants to email me, do so. matt uh, uh, MattGeorgeSports at gmail.com. I'm sorry content has been a little light this week, been uh, dealing with some family issues. Plus, hey, high school football kicks off Friday night here. Uh, And because of my responsibilities at ABC 10, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of high school football coverage this season, just like last season. I love high school football. Uh, Obviously not going to talk about that here on this podcast. But if you're in the Sacramento area and you're looking for a way to kill some time before uh, even the NFL season starts, but especially before this King season starts, cause still we're two months over two months away, which is just painful to think about. Watch high school football, let Friday night football, uh, get you through. And of course you can check out our high school football coverage, uh, every Friday night on ABC 10. Um, but I do have other great, uh, shows coming. I have great guests coming. I'm going to do what I'm calling a ultimate, uh, expansion draft where I'm putting a little twist on an expansion draft. I'm going to have uh, some friends join me, some guys that you'll recognize from the Sacramento media scene. uh, And we're going to do expansion drafts where every player who's not a part of all 30 teams starting five. So every bench player, is available to be drafted and we're going to see how good of a starting five that the the three of us can put together for our three expansion teams. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, I'm going to be joined hopefully very soon by another uh, pair of, of names that you should be very familiar with here in the Sacramento area. And we're going to discuss like which moments from last season we would change or what one moment we would change from last season. If we could, there are some obvious answers, There are also some not-so-obvious answers, so I want to discuss that. Uh, Also, I want to talk a little bit about Terrence Davis, too. Terrence Davis has still not found a team, at least last I've checked, and I think the Kings should give him another shot. I know their roster as of right now is full, but give him a training camp invite and see what you got from him. So I'm going to talk about that in a future episode of Locked on Kings as well. So I have more great content coming. If you could do me a big favor uh, and support this podcast or continue to support this podcast, not just by listening, but by leaving a review. If you could do that on Apple podcasts or iTunes, I hit five stars. There's a little uh, box there for you to just put, a little blurb about why you like the show or why I would encourage others to listen to the show, even constructive criticism of the show. If you have it, feel free to do that. Uh there, my Spotify listeners. There's no custom review system, but you, if you could hit five stars, that would help me out a ton too. And then YouTube watchers just subscribe, turn on that notification bell, share with your friends. Uh, I really would appreciate that. We're going to get through the rest of these two months together. Soon we'll have training camp and preseason basketball that we'll be able to at least have a little bit more to talk about, but for now, it's great to have this NBA schedule, and we'll break it down more uh, as, uh, as time goes on and as this uh, offseason continues. So appreciate your support as always. Thank you for joining me for another schedule release day. Always fun. Can't wait to have you join me on the next episode of Locked On Kings. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.